This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, it's Annie Grace with This Naked Mind. I am here today answering a question from Nina. Um, Nina asks, can you give an explanation of how we perceive alcohol relaxes us and does it actually relax us, really? Um, It's a great question. Virginia Woolf, she was actually quoted saying, you cannot find peace by avoiding life. And I think that's kind of at the crux of what alcohol, you know, the relationship between alcohol and relaxation. So I guess a good place to start is like, what is relaxation? And you could say that being completely relaxed means having nothing to worry about, nothing to irk us, nothing to annoy us, either physically or mentally. And so how can alcohol actually do this for you? Because it doesn't fix your annoyances. Um, It doesn't fix your stress. It just temporarily dulls the symptoms of your stress. And guess what? As you build a tolerance, the effect of alcohol actually decreases over time and your need for alcohol increases. So while you're dulling the symptoms, you're not actually fixing the problem. Um, So the things that are making you upset, you know, after you build a tolerance, they're barely even affected or muted by the alcohol and you can become addicted over time, which of course addiction is a much bigger stressor than anything you probably drank to relieve the stress of in the first place. So, you know, there is this initial aspect of it dulling the symptom, but over time, clearly it's probably not the the best choice because you end up creating this before. And now you have this craving that you either have to feed with more alcohol or deprive. And, you know, for me specifically, like wanting something that I can't have does nothing to relax me. That creates this mental divide inside my mind. It creates all sorts of thought and stress around the thing I want that I'm not allowing myself to have, which is for me like the definition of being annoyed and aggravated and agitated and frustrated. So that's actually over time the opposite of relaxation. And, you know, further... Drinking to treat your problems, it it almost ensures that you won't actually address the true source of your discontent of whatever's stressing you out in the first place. So it ensures that you're going to remain stuck because you treat the symptoms rather than the causes of the symptoms. And so things end up going for bad to worse. And that was definitely my experience when I was drinking to sort of self-medicate and relax myself. Over time, the things that I was medicating were getting much more stressful and much worse in my life because I was not ever addressing the problem. I was just glossing over it with another drink. Um, And, you know, you really have to dig into what is wrong and what is going on in my life that I need to be relaxed because of. So the treatment in theory should address the source of the problem. And as an example, like you can just think about, you know, you, you just came back from a long run. It's a 80, 90 degree day. You're really hot and getting in the hot tub is not going to relax you. It's probably going to feel pretty bad until you cool down. A cold shower would feel a lot better. Um, but equally, if it's a really cold day and you've been working outside, then getting in a hot tub might be incredibly relaxing. You know, you have to figure out what is the source of the discontent. You know, if you have an itch, you scratch it. If you're cold, you put on a sweater, stuff like that. Alcohol as this kind of one size fits all um, numbing agent, you know, doesn't actually treat the source of the discontent. 
So by definition, it doesn't actually relax you if we're again defining relaxation as removing that source of discontent. But you know, we can definitely talk about the numbing effects of alcohol because that's obviously what you're getting when you drink for relaxation. And um, yeah, alcohol, it numbs your brain and it numbs your senses and it, it numbs them to such an extent that if you drink enough, you're literally going to become unconscious. And unconsciousness is going to relieve whatever pain you're dealing with. But saying that that's a good idea, I mean, it's kind of like saying that you should <laughs> go under the guillotine if you have a migraine headache, because there's, there's better solutions and more long-term solutions and solutions that don't come with a whole host of other problems. Um, and then there was a study that I love to talk about. It was a 2012 study and it showed how drinking alcohol actually makes a person less capable to deal with stress and anxiety. So researchers gave mice doses of alcohol over a month and then they ran tests comparing the mice that had been drinking with mice that had not been drinking. And the mice were put in stressful situations and their reactions were gauged. And alcohol literally rewired the mice's brains to make them less able, even unable to deal with stress and anxiety. So over time, alcohol diminished the capacity of, of the mice's brains and our brains to deal with stress and anxiety. So things that were minimally stressful before you started using alcohol to relieve your stress become much more stressful because your brain is actually becoming impaired. So you might find this shocking, but to be honest, if you drink regularly, you probably already know this is true. You're probably experiencing a, a much higher level of stress in your life because you're, you're drinking so frequently than you were ever before you started drinking as an example. So why is it do we believe? Why do we believe that alcohol relaxes us, that it relieves stress, that it relieves anxiety? It's, it's for the very reason that it can make you actually oblivious to your stressors even when it's making them worse. So you already know that kind of when you sober up because the next morning you're like, oh, nothing's changed, nothing's better. Um, you've done nothing to improve your situation, nothing has you know, been solved, you just have turned it off, so to speak. And so if it doesn't actually relax you, what does alcohol do? And, and very specifically and neurologically, alcohol slows down your brain function. So it does this by affecting two neurotransmitters and, and that's the primary function of alcohol in the brain is affecting these two neurotransmitters. They are glutamate and GABA. And glutamate is an excitatory neurotransmitter, and it means that it increases your brain activity and increases your brain neurological levels and, and the energy inside your brain. And alcohol actually suppresses your brain's natural release of glutamate, so it results in an overall slowdown along your brain's neural highways. And you literally think more slowly after you've been drinking. And GABA is the opposite. It's actually an inhibitory neurotransmitter. And inhibitory neurotransmitters reduce energy and slow down neural activity. So alcohol increases your GABA production. And it again results in, in sedation, diminished thinking, reducibility to reason, slowed speech, diminished reaction time, slower movement, etc. So all those things happen as a result of um, the increase in GABA. And so drinking you know, in addition to those two things happening in during the time you're having a drink, over time it actually alters your brain chemicals to increase depression. And it does that because your brain counteracts the alcohol's artificial stimulation of your brain's pleasure centers, and it counteracts that to maintain homeostasis. It does that by releasing a chemical called dynorphin, and what dynorphin does is it is a reduction of your brain's pleasure centers. So it diminishes the enjoyment over time to the point where 
ultimately, you know, you built such a tolerance that you have to, at least for me, I had to drink almost, you know, more than a bottle of wine to feel it at all. Um, and, and clearly that's not just a healthy thing to be doing on a daily basis. Um, so basically over time you build this tolerance because this other chemical is being released because your body's function is to maintain homeostasis, to maintain balance and to, you know, really keep itself healthy and functioning at an optimal level, which means that it needs to be balanced. And so when you add in alcohol, uh, it goes out of whack and your brain and your body do things to counteract that and bring you back into balance. And then you build tolerance or what tolerance is in effect, it's an immunity. It's an immunity to alcohol. It's trying to protect yourself is what your body's trying to do. So, you know, alcohol, it also affects your cerebral cortex, especially your prefrontal cortex and it depresses the behavioral inhibitory centers and it makes you less inhibited. So that's how it affects your prefrontal cortex. Your prefrontal cortex is what helps really the civilized part of your brain. And when you drink, that ability to make those sorts of decisions goes away. So, you know, one or two drinks in, it's so much harder to make a good decision about the third or fourth drink. That's why really good people get in the car drunk um, because they, they no longer have the capacity to realize that they're drunk. And, you know, that's a very real thing that actually happens in your brain because the alcohol um, damages both in the short term and the long term your prefrontal cortex. So, um, you know, I think that overall alcohol, it inhibits your brain's ability to process information and process, you know, thoughts, process the information that you're getting from your senses, your eyes, your ears, your skin, etc. And it just makes it more difficult to think clearly. So if you can't think about the things you're stressed about, that will masquerade as relaxation when it's not really. Because um, using alcohol to relax, I mean, in essence, it's self-medicating. And medical treatment should, in most cases, have the overall aim of healing, right? So treatment heals, and when it heals, by definition, it makes the medication irrelevant. I mean, if you think of chemotherapy attacking cancer cells, the medication is actually eliminating the problem an effective treatment means that the patient no longer needs to take the chemotherapy because the problem has been eliminated. Um, alcohol doesn't make itself irrelevant. Over time, alcohol, because again, we build that tolerance, it means you need more of it to achieve the same amount of relaxation, the same amount of brain numbing that masquerades as relaxation, and it actually makes itself more relevant in this very destructive cycle of using alcohol for relaxation. So anyway, Nina, that was a phenomenal question. Thank you so much for answering or asking it. And this is Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind, answering your questions. And I'll have a link at the end of the video. You can start reading the book if you're interested. It's thisnakedmind.com and you can download the first few chapters. Have a great day. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.